Hi, Rasa. Hi, Dad. Are you ready to know everything? Yes. I forgot to ask how you're doing. <laughs> I'm doing good. Glad to hear it. Let's go. What happens every day at noon? We go up the Alps. That's right. We go on a hike together. Mm-hmm. But what happens before we go on the hike? Have you noticed a pattern? Um, we get ready. We do get ready. Have you noticed that we also often get in an argument? Yeah. Sometimes. Half of the time. I wouldn't call that often. 50% of the time, yeah. And I have a theory that I want to share with you today about why we get in an argument sometimes. Okay. I don't think it has that much to do with you. I don't even know if it has that much to do with me. (laughs) And I don't think it has anything to do with our relationship with each other. Go on. I think when I come downstairs from working, my head is full of work thoughts. And I need to go on a hike or get some kind of exercise to clear my head. But that is usually the first time that you have seen me all day. And so you've got a bunch of questions and requests and things you want to do. And it makes my brain explode and I get frustrated and I tell you off and I say, no, 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 not now, now, now. And then I feel bad. And then I apologize. And then I say, now can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And we go on a hike. And what happens by the top of the hike? We're skipping. La, la, la. I'm in a good mood. You're in a good mood. Exactly. And whatever you say to me, what am I a lot more likely to say after? Yeah. Good advice. Next time I want to guzzle a bag of chocolate chips, I'm going to say, hey, dad, want to go on a hike? I think that is good advice indeed. (laughs) And I'll tell you what helped me recognize this pattern we're getting into. What I was taught once is that people are like a cup full of water. We're full of our different thoughts and feelings and everything else that's going on inside of us. And what happens if you try to pour something into a cup that is full of water? It overflows. It spills. goes bam. It makes a big mess, right? Yeah. What does that mean if you want to talk to somebody whose cup is already full? It spills. It spills. Even if you've got great advice, even if you've got a totally reasonable request, even if you've got a funny story, if their cup is full, you're putting something into a cup that's already full. Even if you want to paint your face neon orange with extra sparkly sparkles. It's a shame. Even in ideal circumstances, you just can't take it in if your cup's already full. And so you've got to help that person find a way to lower their cup, to spill some stuff out. And that might mean talking to you. It might mean going on a hike. It might mean just taking some time and getting some distance from where they already are. And if you are that person, it's even more important. And I am that person at noon. I cup is full. And so any little things you drop in there, splash, splash, puddles, mess. Bam. So. That's my advice, both to get your guzzle bowl bag of chocolate chips and to be a good friend, including a good friend to yourself. 
see if someone's cup is already full before you put something in it. See if your cup is full next time you're angry before you blame someone or think it's the situation that they've put you in rather than the situation you came into with. And be a good friend. Lower other people's cups of water by listening to them, by helping them find space to find peace. It's funny. Another thing that you learn in kindergarten is buckets. Like everybody carries around an invisible bucket and like kindness is like filling that bucket up. And it's like you empty their bucket when you are mean. So it's almost like the exact opposite. Lower the cup, fill the bucket. Exactly. Well, good luck to both of us tomorrow at noon. Sounds great. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am ready for today's poem. It is called Ode to My Socks by Pablo Neruda. Marumori brought me a pair of socks, which she knitted herself with her shepherder's hands. Two socks as soft as rabbits. I slipped my feet into them as though into two cases knitted with threads of twilight and goatskin. Violent socks. My feet were two fish made of wool, two long sharks, sea blue, shot through by one golden thread. Two immense blackbirds, two cannons. My feet were honored in this way by these heavenly socks. They were so handsome for the first time, my feet seemed to me unacceptable, like two decrepit firemen, firemen unworthy of that woven fire of those glowing socks. Nevertheless, I resisted the sharp temptation to save them somewhere, as schoolboys keep fireflies, as learned men collect sacred texts. I resisted the mad impulse to put them into a golden cage and each day give them bird seed and pieces of pink melon. Like explorers in the jungle who hand over the very rare green deer to the spit and eat it with remorse, I stretched out my feet and pulled on the magnificent socks and then my shoes. The moral of my ode is this. Beauty is twice beauty, and what is good is doubly good when it is a matter of two socks made of wool in winter. I like that poem. It has a good moral. Do you want to read it too, or is it too long? Sure, I'll read it. Ode to My Socks by Pablo Neruda. Haru Mori brought me a pair of socks, which she knitted herself. With her shepherder's hands, two socks as soft as rabbits. I slipped my feet into them, as though into two cases knitted with threads of twilight and goatskin. Violent socks. My feet were two fish made of wool, two long sharks, sea blue, shot through by one. Golden thread. Two immense blackbirds. Two cannons. My feet were honored in this way by these heavenly socks. They were so handsome. For the first time, my feet seemed unacceptable, like two decrepit 
firemen. Firemen unworthy of that woven fire, of those glowing socks. Nevertheless, I resisted the sharp temptation to save them somewhere, as schoolboys keep fireflies, as learned men collect sacred texts. I resisted the mad impulse to put them in a golden cage, and each day give them birdseed and pieces of pink millet, like explorers in the jungle. Who hand over the very rare green deer to the spit and eat it? With remorse, I stretched out my feet and pulled on the magnificent socks and then my shoes. The moral of my ode is this: Beauty is twice beauty, and what is good is doubly good when it is a matter. Of two socks, made of wool, in the winter. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Now, usually, an ode is a poem of praise for a great leader or famous person, but Neruda wrote a whole series of poems of odes to ordinary things. In this case, socks. But those socks, it seems, aren't so ordinary to him. They are not so ordinary to him. He wants to put them in a gold cage and feed them pieces of birdseed and melon. Have you ever had a pair of socks or anything else that was so precious to you it was almost unbearable to even use it? Hmm. Let's see. Yes, I did actually. I had this shirt, but it was so pretty. It was brand new. I'm like, but I don't want to wear it. I don't want to ruin it. So I just wouldn't wear the shirt. And then mom came in one day and said, "Why don't you ever wear that shirt?" And I go, "I don't want to ruin it." And then she goes, "But it's a shirt." And I go, "Oh yeah." Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes. What is it? I do. So I'm very curious about this question. My question is, why do people have headaches? I mean, I know people have headaches, obviously, but what causes headaches? What really are headaches? I'll have to check it out. Give me a minute. Okay. I have the answer to your vexing question. You do. What is it? Headaches are caused by overactivity or problems with the pain-sensitive structures in your head.、Whoa. Chemical activity in your brain, the nerves or blood vessels surrounding your skull, or the muscles of your head and neck can all cause headaches. Once a pain receptor in any of these areas is stimulated, it sends a message to the nerve cells in your brain. Telling it that a part of your body hurts. There are more than two hundred types of headaches. Ninety percent aren't dangerous, but they still hurt. Don't blame your brain, though. It has no pain receptors itself. Huh? Cool. Are you ready for the good news? If you're a kid, what's the good news? Most people don't get headaches until they're twenty to forty years old. So you've got ten to thirty years before you got to worry. 
Yay, that's good news. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Third Nature. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. Please join us next time for everything you need to know.